Dear Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to come together, to hear your truth, to hear your word, to know exactly what it says in your word, to be encouraged through your scriptures and through your truth. We know that your word is infallible, and we know that your word is the bread and butter for the believers. And we pray that as it is spoken today, that it will feed and nurture those who listen, that we will walk in your will and not of our own. We give you the glory and the honor. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So when I was thinking about the word and what the Holy Spirit had me bring forth today, I started to reflect on when I was looking at 25 years in prison. This is one of the most trying times of my life. And it also is one of the biggest testimonies of my life that I just can't stop sharing because there's so many lessons I learned from that experience. There's so many different truths in God's word that came forth through that experience. You know, and in that experience is there was a lot of trouble that happened, a lot of difficulty and things that opened my eyes and set me on a different path in life. And I'm going to talk about really the truth about trouble. You know, a lot of us believe that through our experiences, through, you know, situations we deal with in the world, I've had this own I have the same mentality at one point where I really don't want to go through any trouble. I don't want to deal with adversity, especially the adversity I didn't foresee coming and things that I didn't really want to happen in my life. I wanted to really get set on this path where life was, you know, enjoyable, understand that things do happen, but ultimately I'd rather have more good days, more phenomenal times than troubles, trials, and tribulations. But the truth is, we need trouble. We have to experience trouble. Because without trouble, we will never know who God truly is. We will never experience him for who he really is. You know, when I was... Before I got into this situation where I was facing 25 years in prison, I knew the scripture Psalms 43 verse 1, where David said, Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against the ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. I knew that scripture. It's something that I had said a few times and just... You know, I, I read Psalms a lot growing up, Proverbs, and it's something that kind of stuck with me, the vindicate part, the judge me, right, to really speak on my behalf. At least I thought I knew it. I thought I knew what it meant. But the truth is, it wasn't until I was in a situation where I didn't have the money, I didn't have the popularity, I didn't have the resources I didn't have anything, any true means to break myself free from looking at a 25-year prison sentence. 
It wasn't until I got into this battle, into this fight, where there was no way for, way for me to go and nowhere for me to turn that I got to really experience God's word when it talks about vindicating us, delivering us. It was the trouble that I got into that I got to really understand who God is. And like I said, for a lot of us, sometimes we go through these uh, situations in life based on a lot of the you know wrong thinking we've developed through churches and different type of ministry groups and organizations that we're not supposed to endure certain battles or we just don't want to go through certain things. But, you know, the Bible has many names for God. It talks about how he is Jehovah Jireh. He is a provider. And we won't ever know that he's Jehovah Jireh, the provider for his for his, his people, his children, unless we get into a position where there is no other way to provide for us but through God. You know, the Bible says that he is Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Elion, Jehovah Rapha. There's so many names for God that we don't want to go through many experiences. But we have to realize that God wants us to know him, know his ways, know how he operates, at least in this realm of the flesh for us, so we can really depend on him. Have faith in him. Believe that he is. Believe that his word is true and that he cannot lie. He wants us to endure things because that's the only way for us to say, I'm going to trust you and no one else. I'm going to lean on your word and nothing else. You know, David said one of the most contradictory statements that you'll find anywhere in the Bible and that you will, is definitely contradicting to what we experience in life. In Psalms 119.71, he said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statues. David made a statement that really will rock the minds of us who get into this state of, well, I just want to be comfortable. I want the easy road. I want the road that doesn't offer too many turns and curves and hills and valleys and peaks. You know, I want to just kind of get into a place where I can hit cruise control on a job for 20 years, retire, and kind of, you know, enjoy the rest of my life. But David said, had he not been afflicted, he never would have learned the statues of God. He never would have learned his decrees. He never would have understood what it means to actually have a relationship with God. What makes God happy? What makes him frustrated? What makes him pleased with the things that we do? He said, we have to go through some adversities. We have to endure some setbacks, trials, and tribulations. He said it was good for him that he went through it because he got to know God differently than what was said about him or what other people have said, or what may have been written about him. See, God wants a relationship with his children. 
He wants a relationship with his creation. Because we have this thing called free will, we can choose for ourselves if we don't want a relationship with him. But when we come through adversities, when we are hit with afflictions, this is an opportunity to know who God is and to, and to build a relationship with him that really helps us understand why he even created us. Why are we even here on this earth? You know, and Paul even talks about in Philippians 3, verse 10, you know, he makes another statement that just, you know, if, if you're trying to live comfortable, if you don't really want to get into anything, and you hear Paul say this in Philippians 3, 10, it, it may rub you some kind of way. He said uh, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, so that somehow I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Paul was telling us that he, through his experience, he already had experienced Christ on the road to Damascus. He was blinded. And now he's going through all these different things. And he writes to the Philippians. He said, you know, I want to know him. But he knew he couldn't know him until he went through something. He had to die ultimately to the things of this world. He said he wanted to know that power. He wanted to have that relationship with him. But it couldn't take place. It's not able to happen until he suffers. So for us who have this mentality that, you know, we know God or we have this relationship with him because we read the word, because we are going to church, because we tithe or we got an awesome prayer group or religious group. When we have this mentality, but yet we don't want to go through anything, then we really don't have the true understanding of what it means to build a relationship with God what it means to see him perform as the Jehovah Jireh that he is, the God who provides. You know, this is important for us as Christians to realize because, you know, God doesn't just let you endure something for nothing. You never find in the Bible where people just went through storms all because they knew God and that's all they ever experienced. God blesses those who endure the storms and you continue to put him first, who continue to walk in the faith, continue to believe and stand on his word. You can never really get past, you know, the story of Job. He was going through one of the worst situations anyone could ever experience. He lost everything. And he had a lot. He had a lot to lose and he lost it all. And the one person that should have stood by Job through his storm told him to curse God and die. His wife. And you know, he didn't recognize that it was God's will for him to go through 
the storm so that Job can build even a greater relationship with God. He allows these things to happen. He allows these storms to come because he wants us to draw near him. He wants us to come to him, to call on him. Call on the Lord in the time of trouble. The Bible says that he will deliver us. And that's what he wants. He wants to deliver us. God wants to, God wants to show up and do exactly what he does. So we have to really change the way we think about the things that we're going through, the storms that we come up against. It's not just a storm for any particular, for no particular reason. It's a storm that we are being driven through so that we can not just trust God, but see him perform and get to know who he is. Just like when he told the disciples that they needed to go to the other side. Let's get in the boat. And they got in the boat and all of a sudden a storm starts coming through. And he, Jesus Christ, being who he is, son of God, went to sleep. He already knew he was going to the other side. So he wasn't concerned about the storm, but his disciples were terrified. And they woke him up. And in that moment, when they say, you know, wake up so we don't perish, they missed the opportunity to develop to develop a relationship with Christ, to know him as the son of the living God. Eventually, they caught on to it through other experiences. Obviously, when he rose from the grave and he showed himself to his disciples. But some of us may never get it if we don't understand that we have to go through things. We have to endure the storm. In James 1-2, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He said, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. He says, but let patience have its work that you may be perfect, complete, not lacking anything. See, sometimes we feel like we don't have what we need and we're lacking and it's not always financial. A lot of times it's just, you know, spiritual, emotional. Our hearts are overwhelmed. We feel like we don't have the peace we need. And then James is telling us that when we come into these situations where we feel like we don't have enough, he said, consider it a pure joy. Consider it a pure joy. And he said, let patience have its perfect work. He's saying, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel regardless of what you're going through. He said, because when you continue to go on, so that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Meaning you are walking with God through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and all that you need is being provided on every level and everything. So we have to, if we have this mindset of, you know, I don't want to go through it, I don't want to endure it, we got to let go of that. I can tell you what, when I was looking at 25 years in prison, I didn't want to go through that one bit. I was as angry as all get out. 
I wanted revenge. And patience didn't mean nothing to me when I was first going through. I didn't care anything about patience. I wanted revenge and I wanted it at that moment. And the whole time I'm missing what God is doing because I was so focused on not wanting to go through the storm, so focused on what other people have done to me. But instead, I should have been considering a pure joy. And now, is that always easy? Absolutely not. But this is why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit lead us step for step. So when we come up against these things, the Holy Spirit can remind us and not just remind us, but fortify us and comfort us through the truth of God's word. Where it says no weapon formed against us. It didn't say we weren't going to get into a warfare with the enemy. In fact, that's inevitable. We're going to have to come into these battles with the enemy it's guaranteed but every attack he sends word of god said it shall not prosper you know the other day i put a, a post on social media and i said you know had i known that i was going to overcome homelessness a 25-year prison sentence getting hit by a car and all these different things i, I would have spent a little bit more time thanking god rejoicing Sometimes we get so focused on what we're going through. Last thing we want to do is pray and rejoice and thank God. Because we get so concerned about the storm rather than what God is doing in the storm and what he has for us on the other side of the storm. There's a blessing that comes on the other side of a storm. There's victory. You know, there's triumph that over, that shows up on the other side of the things we endure. And the great part about it is we get to see God in a way we never saw him before. I, I, I read the scriptures over and over again about God being a vindicator. I, I got to see him vindicate me in such a way just blew my mind. I, I didn't even think that I was gonna walk away from a 25 year prison sentence scot-free and that's how he operates but we have to work on our mindset and it's a daily thing we have to pay attention to our the company that we keep because we could be walking with god and believing his word and standing on his truth and all of a sudden we end up tying ourselves to somebody or getting back into a, a relationship with somebody that all of a sudden just throws everything we believe down the drain. You know, the word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. You know, we, we could have this awesome, inspirational, motivating drive of doing God's will. And then we go back over so-and-so's house or we pick up the phone and talk to you-know-who. And that faith we got get thrown down the drain. Now we just, we're doubting that God can do what he said he can. So it's important to ensure that we are walking with like-minded people. Like-minded believers. It's absolutely critical. 
Paul says, don't be deceived. Don't be fooled. Keep in company with people that are not walking in this faith is going to corrupt you. And that pure joy, that desire to let patience run its course so we can get to where God has called us to be can get thrown down and drained. And we don't want that to happen. But it is a daily journey. It's a daily walk. It's a constant one foot in front of the other. Because Paul even said, he said, not that I have already obtained. He said, not that I've already gained walking with knowing Christ in the fellowship of his suffering. He said, but I press on and take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. It's oppressing. I can tell you when I was getting ready to start this gym, doubt was all over the place in my head. Because just like any, any situation, you're doing something brand new, you, it's an experience you haven't walked before. The enemy always present to you the what ifs. What if it don't work out? What if no one else is interested like you are? And it was the decision to just step out on faith and trust God. It got me to see him as Jehovah Jireh for this gym. Blessings, miracles, favor continues to happen as I continue to trust him and go forth. There are several things that has happened and continue to happen that look nothing like the promise, the dream, the vision, the things that God has shown me. But step for step, I have to continue to say, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to work to consider every experience, good or bad, part of his will with pure joy. And he keeps on fulfilling exactly what his word says. So we have to get past that mindset of not expecting to go through things or wanting to be in a comfort zone. Wanting to just kind of ease our way through things because the truth is the comfort zone is, is a good place to kill everything good about you and what God has called you to. We were never designed as human beings to be in the comfort zone. It was never his will. Look at our health. Let's take our health, for example. We say, you know what? We're not going to work out. We're not going to have an active lifestyle. We're just going to sit on the couch, watch TV, go through Netflix, binge on these different shows. We're not going to have a good diet. And initially, and probably even for an extended period of time, it's a comfortable feeling. Then we start to develop all kinds of health problems because we sat too long. We ate things we shouldn't have ate, eaten. And that comfort zone starts to destroy the health that God has called us to. We're supposed to have good health, period. And everything else that we do, whether it's watching TV, the thoughts we have, the things that we allow to continue to uh, dwell in our heads, 
We're supposed to be challenged in progressing ourselves, our overall self, so that we can develop into the people God has called us to. So the truth is, we have to go through some trouble. Like David said, it's good that we get afflicted because then we can see and do all that God has called us to. So I'm glad that I had this opportunity to share this word tonight. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to really step outside your comfort zone, to trust God, and don't turn away from the challenges that are coming down your road. Don't throw in the towel. Know that God will do exactly what he said for his obedient children. And when we draw nigh to him, we'll experience God in a way we never knew he could operate. And that's what he's really looking for. He's looking for those who are loyal to him, meaning regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what we're experiencing, we are ready, willing, and able to keep going forward and trust him. So don't throw in a towel. Don't give up. Don't allow the, the lies of the enemy and what you see cause you to shrink back in your faith. Keep going forward. Keep trusting God. And he will constantly prove himself to be a loving and a faithful God. I'm living proof. I'm telling you. I know exactly what it is to quit, to throw in a towel and, and miss the blessing. There are times I got to see the blessing pass me by because I threw in the towel. And then there are times where I say, you know what? I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other. I can't see through this storm. I don't know where God is taking me. I don't really want to go through it, but I'm going to keep putting one foot in in front of the other and when I arrive where he's called me to it's just such a blessing it's such a wonderful blessing so let's all experience God's blessings it doesn't matter what goes on in the economy it doesn't matter what's going on in the air it doesn't matter what anybody says it doesn't matter how any type of system, be it government or whatever system operates, none of that can dictate the goodness of God. He will always ensure that his word does not return to him void. So be encouraged in this season. Keep God first. Don't be afraid of your storms and he will show himself to be the God who he says he is, a loving and a faithful God. Dearly Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for blessing us, for keeping us, for standing in the gaps and interceding on our behalf. We know that your word is true and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we know that every tongue that rises against us, we shall condemn. We thank you for your infallible truth, for your word of encouragement. Encourage us through your Holy Spirit and allow us to be everything you called us to be. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray.
Amen.